It's time to start your life the way it is meant to be. There's only one time when it will be too late, and you don't want to wait for that. This is Now or Never. The choice is yours. Your host is Karen Wright. Today, you're about to meet some amazing people. The stories are not always happy ones, but they define a healing process. Listen with an open mind and an open heart. Now, here is Karen Wright. Welcome, listeners. You have joined us on Now or Never. The choice is yours. Thank you for making that choice and being with us now. Today's show is going to be one very heartfelt show. It's entitled Staying in the Air Despite Unpredictable Winds. The last month for me, I've been talking about dreams, desires, ambition, and I correlated those dreams and desires to a kite. I love me and the fact that we can fly our kites. So keeping your kite in the air isn't always smooth sailing. Strong gusts can overtake it, or there can be no winds. We never quite know how it's going to happen, if our dreams are really going to soar. Today's guests, Patrick Long and Mark Parker, will talk with me about the unexpected challenges they have experienced in life. So today, Patrick, how are you? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on the show. I love this topic and this is going to be a great discussion. It will be awesome. Mark, how are you feeling today? Oh, good. Good. It's a beautiful day. I haven't seen a cloud in the sky. <laughs> that's a little, good. A little breeze, a little breeze out there. So that's good. That is really good. That'll lift my, uh, my sails. That will lift the sails. We'll lift that kite up today. (laughs) It'll be so good. Um, As we begin moving forward with this, at the beginning of each show, as my listeners know, we go into a meditation and we take a deep breath. So I want you to join me by closing your eyes, taking a deep breath in and blowing out. Another deep breath in, allowing that air all the way down into your lower abdominals and blowing back out. Now this time, wrap your arms around your shoulders like you're giving yourself a big hug. Take another deep breath in and release. One more deep breath and release. Now, while you're here, I want you to repeat three times. I am worthy of love. I am worthy of love. I am worthy of love. I am worthy worthy of love. I am worthy of love. I am worthy of love. Take another deep breath in. And exhale. Releasing your hands around your shoulders. Tapping your chest three times, repeating accept, accept, accept. Listeners, I hope you feel the grounding through this. And you know how much I love you all. And 
the way you have emailed me, sent me questions, invited me to things with your ideas, and you've opened up. And I invite my listeners to continue to reach me at Karen at shinenowornever.com. Follow me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. All is Karen at shinenowornever.com. Please engage with us. I love it. I love ideas from you listeners. You have great input, and I'm very open to it all. So our last thing before we introduce our guests is our affirmation for the day. Listeners, each week, as you know, we have an affirmation for the week, and I invite my guests as I read the affirmation to share with the listeners what they think or what they feel as I read this affirmation to them and to the listeners. So the affirmation is, I am one, um, I am one with my higher self. I am I one that. with my higher self. I am one. With my higher self. I am one with my higher self. Patrick, when I read that, how did that make you feel? What came to your mind? I love the sentiment. You know, like lately with everything I've been through, I've been doing even more and more, you know, trying to just improve myself, like be more positive. You grow a business because I'm doing a whole publishing business now on top of just the book I wrote. Um, and, and, you know, I've been just going back and studying a lot of, whether it's stuff from people like Jack Canfield or Tony Robbins or books on, you know, successful entrepreneurs or different things. And, you know, the more you just keep filling yourself with those good positive ideas and constructive and productive ideas, the more you find your higher self and you, you know, you do reach that point and it becomes something you're more capable of being. And that's, that's literally day in, day out kind of my mission right now above all else. And I, I really feel like I'm stepping into that space for the first time in my life. I love that. You said that word being, you know, part of being is your higher self Mm -hmm. instead of the doing, it's the being. So thank you for sharing. Mark, how did you feel when I read that? What came to your mind? Read it again. Say it again. I am one. Uh I am one with my higher self. Yes. Well, first of all, starting with I am, that brings Christ that brings God, that brings my higher power into my heart that I can be like he wants me to be or further, go further on. And then with my higher self, my higher self is not my conscious. My higher self is probably in my subconscious. And if we can reach and use it, we're going to be 100% during, the, during our, our day. Or you should say this one every day, I think. This is one that bring in your higher self. I I have so many affirmations, but I really like this one. Karen, thank you. You are welcome. Listeners, write this down. Put it on your mirror. You know me. I always put mine on my mirror. I am one with my higher self. I am so excited to bring in our guest today and introduce them to you. Um, I'm going to start off today with Mark. Mark is a retired railroad um, conductor. I'm like a contractor. He's a conductor. (laughs) He's a farm and cattle owner, and he is one of the most amazing water ski coaches I have ever known. (laughs) He taught me, so that's saying something. Um, He has a wonderful wife 
who has been with him for the last 49 years, you said, Mark? Yeah, high school sweethearts. And he, I just want to say his first date, he drove, what, half hour, one way to go pick her up. So, you know, this lady, <laughs> Wendy, is totally worth every, <laughs> every mile that it took him. <laughs> oh, my goodness. He is currently working with leather and finds much contentment and peace in that craft. Mark, thank you for joining us today. I am so excited to have you on the show. Thank you for this opportunity. It's, uh, we can get through it. Yeah, we can. <laughs> this will be so good. So first of all, Mark, I want to, um, there's a lot about you that I love. And one thing that stands out with me is through our conversations of our relationship over the last three to four years, you and I have become very close and you have taught me something about goals and setting goals. And please share with my listeners how old you were when you set your first goal and you achieved it. And what was it? Boy, um, it was in my teens and, uh, I would say the biggest one is I set a goal when I was 16 that someday I'd own my own boat. I was tired going in the family boat and you only got five minutes of ski time. <laughs> so I thought, I'm going to own my own boat. And I kind of put that in the back of my head. I didn't really know what goals, how you could achieve them. You just, if you planted that seed, it was there to use. Well, for two and a half years, so I reached 19. I finally found a boat to buy and I barely had enough money. But to reach that goal of getting that first boat um, was hard because, you know, I, I didn't want to share it with anybody. I don't tell anybody because I'm bragging now. So I keep quiet and, and lo and behold, everything worked out. And I think just that one goal right there, Karen, that set me on the way after I read a, a book or two that powers are endless that we have in our goals. They're, they're endless. We, you walk around my farm and you, you see some of the material things that I probably don't need. They were all achieved because I had a goal to do something with it. I'm going to make this. I'm going to do that. So there you go. I love that. Tell me, you mentioned a couple of books. What was one of your favorite books? That kind of set well, you going with goal setting. It was graduation, and my mom gave me John, Jonathan Livingston Siegel. Mm -hmm. And that book didn't, you know, it opened me up that you don't have to be like everybody else. You don't, you know, you don't have to be like the other pack of seagulls that just goes over lands and eat worms. You can go way up in the sky, and you can dive, and you can use these wings. You can create your own life as a seagull. Not like the other seagulls, so be different. But then after that book, six months later, my sister Deanna, her husband Paul, turned me on to a Napoleon Hill book that became my Bible, and that's Think and Grow Rich. Mm -hmm. And that was the, the guy I think invented post-its, too, because them things go all over the mirrors. They go in your <laughs> pockets. And I found that these goals and, and using affirmations and, and 
putting the positiveness out there that I wanted where I wanted to be and where I wanted to go and just let it go. Don't, don't, don't get depressed because you didn't get there. You will. You will. You My will. longest goal that I ever reached was over 30 years. And it was just planted. The seed was planted in the back of my head, and I lived with it. And uh, all of a sudden, <laughs> the sun came out of the clouds and says, uh, "Here, step into this job. You wanted it 30 years ago, right? What about now?" <laughs> so, and that's the thing: goals, goals will happen. They will come true. Maybe not on our time limit. Right? You yeah. waited 30 years to get your the desired job that you wanted. But every happened. day, too. Every day, Karen, just little goals. Write it down. See, I got a, there's a list yeah, today. I love it. And, and uh, even if you have a phone call to make, and it's going to be tough. You don't really want to make this phone call. But you do it, and guess what? There's a lift you feel from any goal you reach. You feel a lift or a high. And you just got to stop and go, thank, thank you. Now, mm-hmm. when you're saying thank you, you're thanking yourself, but you're thanking that higher power too. Yes. And one goal after another, it'll come to you. And then it, them goals come out and you're so proud of them. My mom and dad was very good. At these things, my dad had tell me on restoring cars, he did that. And I've done that. And, how you feel after you've had six, seven years of working on this project, how you felt when that project was done. You were, mm. okay. I love it. I love it, Mark. Tell me, um, when you were, was it around 40 when you, one of your biggest challenges happened when you went to see a doctor? What, what happened? I was there? living, I was living life good. I mean, I was 40 years old and uh, had a farm and, you know, raising cattle, and I was feeling a little weird. Something was going on, and I had a, a blood test that showed I had the high liver enzymes. And when I went to see a, a gastro doctor, he he just threatened me that you're either going to get a transplant, a liver transplant, or I'm going to cut your colon out, or you'll probably pass because it's a progressive disease. So that. Uh, that was a turning point in 1995 I, I, was, I was scared but to death but, but wait there's an affirmation for your liver disease why don't you use that and I started using that one that one is love, peace and joy are what I am and that, that one pretty much says it all I, I use that one a lot and on the operating tables, I, I bless people with it. But if we had more love, peace, and joy that we carried in ourselves, in our, we'd get through the day a lot better. <laughs> I tell you. Yes, I love I love that affirmation. We carry um, more love, peace, and joy. Um, <clears throat> Mark, so tell me now with your with your journey since ninety five working through things with your health and you found out some other news lately. What did the doctor yeah, say? You had a liver transplant when? Yeah. Um, well, we took the, the transplant. I didn't meet a transplant team until 
2012, but I've read enough that I knew how to take care of my my health and my liver by stopping eating certain things and drinking and what we put in our bodies. So I learned these things. uh, And when I met the liver team in about, I don't know, 2012, they were amazed that I was alive, that I had lived. I think they called it 23 years without, without dying. And Mm. they want to know how come. Well, it goes way back. There's affirmations, there's diet, there's positive, and there isn't a, an end goal of, of death. Well, after when I went into transplant with so much positive energy, I used so much of my energy to get through that transplant, and everything worked out good. We had a little bit of complications, but that cleared up, and mm-hmm. I got home and back into the farm and back into the skiing and things are going good. And all of a sudden they found a spot on, uh, found a uh, spot on my liver, my old liver. They radiated it and they said it was hepatic carcinoma, but they couldn't probably, you know, that was good, but I had to get it cleared up. So they radiated it, took care of it. And after transplant, I had a new liver, my enzymes, everything's perfect. And all of a sudden, that hepatic travels in the blood. So it went to my uh, immune system and hit a, um, yeah, up by my left lung, a, a lymph noid started on there. And then it just kind of sprouted around because it does travel in the blood. And being on anti rejection drugs didn't work, didn't help. They couldn't really put me on a bad, a thick chemo. So, you know, I just had to bury that stuff behind me and I had to be positive. Look, live in the now. Don't worry about that in the past and set your goals for the future and be happy. And that's all I can do at, at this point in my life. Because uh, I I think that crew that I'm going to go see somewhere else is uh, in heaven. Uh, you know, I, I want to take a smile to them, and I want to make them feel as good as walking out and saying hello to my neighbor. I want to I want to be that person. That, I want to keep that carrying that on that 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 because I don't like negative things, and I like to keep people positive. How's that? I love it, Mark. Thank you for sharing your story with our listeners. We will be right back and with more with Mark Parker and with Patrick Long. Stay tuned. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Everyone knows a realtor. A seasoned realtor, Karen Wright, has the experience and the knowledge of this crazy market. 
Whether you are a first-time homeowner, downsizing, or divorced, Karen understands the importance of easing the pressure for her clients. A hands-on realtor, Karen has been known to paint rooms, box up toys, bring food to her exhausted clients, and even help them find movers and cleaners to help simplify the process. She reminds her clients to take a deep breath and trust in her. For your next real estate needs, remember Karen Wright at Realty Path Summit. Visit yourbestmoveyet.net. Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device, including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast. Hey, Alexa. Play Finding Your Frequency podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. The book Now or Never, Shine Baby Shine, is authored by number one international best-selling author Karen Wright. Karen's book invites readers to learn and grow through every aspect of her life. She invites all who have experienced any loss in their life to take time, read, and feel her words as she opens her soul page after page. Through each twist and turn of her journey, Karen invites her readers to heal and become the person you are truly meant to be. Find your truth, live now, and shine. Visit shinenowornever.com or look for the book on amazon.com. Find out what makes the most successful people tick. Keep listening to the Voice America Empowerment Channel. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to Now or Never, The Choice is Yours. To connect with the program today, please call us at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. If you'd rather send an email, the address is karen at shinenowornever.com. Let's get back to this week's show. Here again is Karen Wright. Welcome back, listeners. I hope you had a moment to reflect on Mark Parker's story about his journey, his dreams, his desires on how he's lived his life with affirmations, with a positive attitude, and living in the now, enjoying each day, each breath. And he seriously does. I have personal experience with him. And I am just grateful. And listeners, take the time, take a deep breath in and just realize how lucky we truly are. We truly are to live in this life and for our journeys and our experiences. And sometimes we go through things and we question not understanding why things have happened to us. But I believe we all have decided our script or our story before this journey here in life. Listeners, I am so excited now to introduce our next guest, Patrick Long. Patrick is a father and a widower born and raised in St. Louis, Missouri. While pursuing his lifelong ambition of being a writer, Patrick has earned his living as a systems engineer and database architect. Oh, sorry. We just had a call. (laughs) Let me repeat that. And Patrick has earned his living in systems engineering and database architect, which means he is a nerdy computer programmer. (laughs) I didn't call him that. That's on his bio, people. (laughs) True. 
Patrick's wife, Melanie, passed from breast cancer in 2019. In the months following her passing, Patrick endeavored to follow his lifelong dream of being an author. And so he took the journey and he dove deep and wrote a memoir of Melanie's final weeks and their lives and relationships. In addition to his dedication of writing and speaking, Patrick continues to seek outlets to share stories and hope of inspiration to help cancer victims, caregivers, and anyone overcoming trauma and tragedy. Patrick is an active and avid supporter of the American Cancer Society and Camp Keesum. Thank you, Patrick, for being here with us today. Thank you. It's awesome to be here. I appreciate it so much. So, um, so you call yourself a geek, huh? <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> I can always have been. <laughs> I read that and I just started laughing. I'm like, okay, I did not write that. That is from Patrick. <laughs> I would never. I love that. So you talk about flight, 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 flight. Mm-hmm. Um, we all have flights, right? And this month of May, we're flying our kites, okay? So tell me about the flight that you're on right now. So it's a lot of what you shared in the bio, but, you know, to tell it a different way, um, yeah, obviously, like you said, I, I wanted to be a writer my whole life. I actually wrote two books years ago, and I never quite got them published, but being an author was always my life dream. I mean, from a time, from, from a very, very young age. And so in 2019, my wife, Melanie, passed from breast cancer. And, you know, right away, right off the bat, I realized, you know, I, I, I didn't want to look at it losing her as a tragedy. <clears throat> I thought about how, you know, <clears throat> the only tragedy would have been if we hadn't had her in our lives. And we have four young kids. So <clears throat> I was left when she passed to raise our four young kids. And, and literally from within minutes of her passing, standing in the hallway of the ICU, you know, it, it hit me and I realized, you know, we have to set a positive tone moving forward. Mm-hmm. You know, we have to do that for our kids. We have to live in the spirit of Melanie. And, you know, it all started with that and that decision, that choice right there. You know, choice is a huge thing to me. And I love how it's it's a word you've already used so many times in the show because quickly made a choice. You know, we we're going to live on in her spirit and live positive. And, you know, along with doing that for the family, for the kids and everything else, I also wanted to do it for me in my own life, my own dreams that, yeah, I, I I set out to chase this dream of mine. And so as hard as it was dealing with all the grief, I wrote a memoir about our lives together and our cancer battle and got it published and, you know, published it last year, about a year after she passed. Um, and basically that's the flight I'm on now. I actually have a partner now. We have our, our own publishing company, self-published and, you know, just working on selling this book and building up that publishing business around it as well. And uh, that, that, that's the flight I'm on now. You know, I'm just, I'm, you know, you realize your own mortality. My wife was only 45 years old when she passed. Mm. You know, I'm, I'm a few years older than her, but, you know, watching that happen and realizing like you don't have forever, you know, and going after that dream and taking that flight to, to live that dream. That's what it's all about now. And that's what I'm totally focused on. So I'm, I'm kind of not the nerdy computer geek anymore because now I'm not. <laughs> and I'm working on being an author and being in the publishing business. So tell the listeners the name of your book. Ordinarily Extraordinary. And it's a, it, it, the main part of the plot, it deals with the last few weeks of her life when she started having strokes and that. 
And all that might sound sad to people, but people mm-hmm. actually react how it's actually a book filled with a lot of humor. It's very honest, open, and real about our life together. And, you know, it's just it, Ordinarily Extraordinary is the name of the book. I love that name. Um, and yes, I've been reading your book and I have enjoyed it. And I love the fact um, when you said it's authentic and raw, it's, it's your truth. And life is an adventure with the sadness, with the humor and the guidance that um, you're able to share with the readers, I think is very important. And I'm just proud that you're, that you've done this, that you've followed your flight. You, you, you planted that seed, like Mark said, years prior about you wanting to be an author. And you've gone through challenges and you're here to share with people your experience and you are doing your dream. You, you've became that author mm-hmm. and self-publishing. Mm-hmm. Do you, can you share with the listeners maybe something from the book? Um, that was dear to you or sense of humor about you and your wife and your relationship. And I know this isn't, I'm just throwing this out there. <laughs> well, to kind of <laughs> Put you on you, the spot. <laughs> to kind of show you how real it is, I'll share you a story that comes right at the beginning of the book in the very first several pages is <laughs> how real it was. Um, <clears throat> so my wife, she's like I told you, she started having strokes. And one night she was in the shower, had a stroke and she came out. And when I came upon her, she was sitting on the couch and there's a lot of, I've I've learned so much about this and I won't go into it all, but there's a lot of different types of strokes that affect different things. And this stroke affected her speech. And so when I came across her on the couch, she couldn't really speak, but she was kind of just giving me signals. You know, she was still alert knowing what was going on, but there was something clearly wrong and she had just gotten out of the shower. So she's sitting on the couch naked and just kind of dripping And I call 911 and I run up to the room and get her clothes and I bring them back down and we're getting her dressed. And she starts making this gesture and took me a few seconds to figure out what she was doing. And she was like waving off the pants I'd gotten. And you have to understand the firehouse where the ambulance and all that is when I called 911 is really only about two miles from our house. Okay. So I could literally hear the sirens go off. I could hear them coming and I knew they were close. They were walking up to our door within like a minute. And she's sending me back up the room to get different pants. And I was like, you have to be kidding me. I'm like, you're about to have a bunch of these guys running our house to take care of you. And you're standing here completely naked from the waist down. You're waving me off because you don't like the pants. I picked out. Um, and, uh, you know, that's the kind of humor because it was really funny. And basically later she kind of, her speech kind of came and went, she covered it later, but just to share in the hospital, she it wasn't a style thing. She wasn't upset what the pants looked like. It was that the pants I had picked out were really itchy, and she didn't want to sit in the hospital like all night with itchy pants on. But it was really funny because we were literally pulling her pants up on her as the first responders were walking in the door of our house. That I love that. Um, the personality and the relationship that you two have it really shows in the book, and. I appreciate that as my book with writing about my daughter passing and things like that. We have that in common with the passing and, but there, there was the sense of humor. There was those times. And when you wrote the book, did you feel Melanie with you? Did you um, feel her presence or what are your thoughts of, do you think she agrees with what you're doing? Is she happy for you? 
Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, and first of all, yeah, the, her presence, absolutely. That's part of what made it so hard to write. <clears throat> and one of the toughest parts about it was writing dialogue because <clears throat> at times, like, the right thing she was saying, you know, I felt like I was putting words in her mouth. And, <clears throat> you know, I didn't want to misrepresent. Of course, no one knew her better than me, but it still felt funny to, like, you know, put, even though I knew it's what she said, it felt like you know, it almost felt weird to be, putting what she said but also just go it was like I was reliving those events which of course were extremely difficult <clears throat> you know there's times I like couple scenes it took me weeks to just write two pages of a scene because it was so hard to even get through it um but in the end too yes I got really real and raw about our marriage our relationship my own thoughts and feelings and when you're she had a three and a half year battle with breast cancer and when you go through that battle, um, all the different things that are going on, and then the end in those few weeks when she's having strokes and things are looking bad, you know, you can have some really deep, dark thoughts. There's times I got into very selfish thoughts, just thinking about what am I going to do? And then I'm kicking myself, like, why am I thinking the negative? But, you know, you can't help those thoughts and feelings coming over you sometimes. You can help what you do with them. But, again, as I told the story, I wanted to read. I didn't want to pretend we had some perfect relationship because no one does. So I also got very raw and real about marital turmoil we had, things that came from me where, I, you know, and as a man and whatnot, you know, everybody does. But, we're, you know, we don't like to admit weakness and show vulnerability. And I got extremely candid about my own vulnerabilities and things from my past, you know, and the way I grew up and stuff. Um, that was really hard to write. And so it was hard on many levels of sharing all that stuff. And what's funny, the back to the last part of your question is, Melanie would be shocked because I was also a very private person and I had things I shared in this book that I'd never shared with my closest friends and family. Mm. And I felt crazy. I'm like, I can't believe I'm going to publish this for the world. My own best friends don't even know this about me. And um, she would be shocked, <laughs> just totally shocked that I shared those things and got that real. But at the same time, she would love it after the initial shock wore off because she was a very open, honest person. She had a lot of friends. She loved having real candid conversations. And I think she, ultimately she would be very proud of me that I did that and was really glad that, especially that I left it behind for our kids, along with everyone else in the world, but for our kids and stuff to show them the realities and the lessons learned from it. I appreciate that. Listeners, grab Patrick's book. It's on Amazon, isn't it? Yes, it's on Amazon. You can get it like Barnes and Noble anywhere books are sold because it's it's registered in a national registry database at any retailer. Any retailer can find it. Okay. Yeah, grab his book. What challenges are you facing now with life and raising four kids and starting this new business? What's going on with that? A lot. <laughs> you know, it gets extremely <laughs> overwhelming, you know, like, I, I thought the hardest part would be writing the book and getting it published and out there, but really that's just the beginning. And then you get into trying to market it and it's so time consuming trying to do all these different things. And, you know, one of the biggest lessons I learned along the way in many ways about many things, not just this part, but just in life in general is how much we need to ask for help, how much we need to rely on other people, not, not be too proud, you know, and whatnot. And so I actually ended up, reconnecting with an old colleague who was just a great marketing person and ended up partnering up with her so she could help, you know, do more of the book promotion and do more of getting publicity and everything else, which has just been amazing. It, it changed everything. And so, you know, from that, if I was just, you know, tell that to other people as like advice, I'd say, you know, don't be afraid to ask for help. 
put yourself out there because I was so overwhelmed trying to raise four kids and everything you have to do with them and still try and market the book and do other things and keep up with life in general. And, you know, get the more help you get, you know, and delegate things and give up control and let someone else take care of certain things, you know, and then you can focus on your own areas of expertise. You know, you're going to do better, you know, realize you're part of a team in everything and, and let your team help you out. I think that's great advice. Um, I found that too. It's building your team, building your tribe around you, who's going to support you. And you can't do it by yourself. Right. I mean, we're on this earth not to live and do things by ourselves. We all have our gifts. We're all authentic in our own special way. And I love the fact that you realized it sooner than later. I mean, that's pretty quick that you realize I can't do this. I need the help. Right. And, um, I'm sure Melanie might have been nudging into you a little bit like, dude, go get some help. <laughs> yeah. I sort of realized I needed help a little earlier, but I didn't know where to find it. And then everything kind of clicked and came together for me. So that was good. Isn't it I crazy? But you have How... to be open to it so that well, you can take advantage of that when it happens. Sorry. I didn't mean to cut you yeah. off. No, I was going to say it's becoming aware and asking for the help. And then pretty soon, if you're aware, like being open to it, the doors start opening and people start just coming out of the woodwork right. cool. to help fulfill your dreams and your passion and what you're, what you're about and what you're becoming. You're creating what you want. And I admire you for doing that and taking that step. Right. So during this time with um, Melanie's passing, what has been the hardest with the children? Oh, man. Well, you know, this has been such an unreal year for everyone with COVID and everything. So just keeping up with everything. And, you know, for us, just keeping them. I mean, I guess probably the hardest thing just directly with them is keeping them active. <laughs> you know, there's been so much just online virtual stuff and everybody's just sitting on their computers, you know, trying to, to keep them active and getting them some kind of activity and stuff like that. Like that's that's probably the biggest challenge with the kids for sure. Yeah. COVID has done a lot of... <laughs> A lot of inactive, but I also feel like um, people are going outside more when it's, you know, wearing their mask or whatever into nature and, and trying to find out other outlets instead of just being inside, like you said. Mm-hmm. Um, and you have the opportunity of being able to work from home with the kids. So that's, that's kind of a plus. It, it is but like everything has advantages and disadvantages, right? Because it's also hard to get any work done because they're constantly needing something or wanting something or, you know, wanting to tell you about the cartoon they're watching. <laughs> sometimes it's something they really need and sometimes it's something they want, but it's hard to get any work done because it's just constant interruptions too, you know? Yeah. No, I get that. Listeners, we've been listening and speaking with Patrick Long today about his journey, him becoming an author and allowing that to happen. And as he experienced the, the death of his wife, Melanie, and the journey they spent together, he wrote that book for all of us to help heal us through our loss and grief and remembering it's okay to laugh. It's okay to have humor when we're going through hard times. And it's okay to be frustrated. We need to show our emotions. It's okay to be mad. But it's how quickly can we change that negative thought into a positive thought and see the outcome of all of this. We'll be right back. 
us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. The book Now or Never, Shine Baby Shine, is authored by number one international best-selling author Karen Wright. Karen's book invites readers to learn and grow through every aspect of her life. She invites all who have experienced any loss in their life to take time, read, and feel her words as she opens her soul page after page. Through each twist and turn of her journey, Karen invites her readers to heal and become the person you are truly meant to be. Find your truth, live now, and shine. Visit shinenowornever.com or look for the book on amazon.com. Where can you listen to some of the world's top life coaches ready to dish out success tips and entrepreneurial guidance? The Voice America Empowerment Channel will do just that. Whether it's personal growth, building a better business, or inspirational life stories, make it a daily habit to tune into our programs. From weight loss and personal branding to law of attraction and increased happiness, you'll find it every day at VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. Everyone knows a realtor. A seasoned realtor, Karen Wright, has the experience and the knowledge of this crazy market. Whether you are a first-time homeowner, downsizing, or divorced, Karen understands the importance of easing the pressure for her clients. A hands-on realtor, Karen has been known to paint rooms, box up toys, bring food to her exhausted clients, and even help them find movers and cleaners to help simplify the process. She reminds her clients to take a deep breath and trust in her. For your next real estate needs, remember Karen Wright at Realty Paths Summit. Visit yourbestmoveyet.net. Live up to your fullest potential. This is the Voice America Empowerment Channel. You are listening to Now or Never, The Choice is Yours. To connect with the program today, please call us at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. If you'd rather send an email, the address is karen at shinenowornever.com. Let's get back to this week's show. Here again is Karen Wright. Welcome back, listeners. If you just tuned in, you're listening to Now or Never, The Choice is You. Yours. (laughs) Choice is you. (laughs) Well, it really is you. Listeners, it's all about you and making the choice to decide. We have been speaking with Mark Parker today and Patrick Long. Mark, thank you so much for being with us. If listeners want to get a hold of you, what's the best way they can? Oh, boy. I would just say the Facebook link. but uh, So on Facebook, Mark Parker? Yeah, yeah. And I don't know how it, how it hooks up. <laughs> Not that good with that kind of stuff. All well, I I'm sure button. <laughs> if people type in Mark Parker on Facebook, they will find it. Yeah, there should so. be a picture of a guy with a cow or a bull or a water skier or something. I don't know what it is. <laughs> Uh, I think I it's a water skier. With anything computer, you know, you got to have a teenager or a good wife. I'll tell you that. Well, and you've got the good wife. So that's amazing. I love her. I love Wendy. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Patrick, if people want to get a hold of you, what's the best way? The best way is I have a website, www.patrickplong.com. So don't forget the P in the middle, patrickplong.com. Okay. And on there, you can get links all my social media, Facebook, Twitter, whatever else, uh, LinkedIn, and also um, links to buy the book. Again, the book's on Amazon. Um, if you see, you get to it just to make sure people know that's what the cover looks like. So, you know, you got the right book if you see that cover. 
Okay. <laughs> but yeah, patrickplong.com is the best way. You can, you know, email me or anything from that site as well. Perfect. Listeners, reach out to them. They'd love, this is why we're here, engaging, meeting new people, meeting new friends, new relationships, helping each other out on our journey. It's about teamwork, right? We've been talking with Patrick about teamwork and doing it, asking for help. And we're here. All three of us are here to help. So don't waste time. Do it now. Get a hold of us. <laughs> this, whole, this whole month, we've been talking about dreams and desires. And um, as we have been listening and speaking with Mark and Patrick, I during the break, I asked Patrick a question that I want him to answer so the listeners can hear. But my question to Patrick was, if Melanie never passed away as soon as she did, would his dream of becoming an editor, an author, not an editor, sorry, an author, um, would it have happened? Well, yeah, and that's the thing. It would not have happened by now because I'm sure I'd still just be working away and dealing with other stuff. Um, you know, it's one of those things, again, you know, when you realize your mortality, you know, watching her pass at 45 years old, you know, it just makes you realize you don't have forever. And so it definitely, you know, motivated me and inspired me to, you know, her mom had passed away when she was only nine years old. Her mom also died of breast cancer. So that was kind of her worst nightmare. And, you know, realizing that and she always wanted to know more about her mom. And that was a big part of motivation. So a big part of, you know, seeing all those things, you know, wanting to leave this for our kids and share it with other people and and realizing your own mortality. because You see that happen and realize. And the thing is, like, you know who knows where life's going to take you? Like a couple of years from now, I could get diagnosed with cancer and be gone. And if you don't chase your dream, there's a big chance you're going to lose it. Right. So as much as I've had this dream for decades and I've never given up on it, I wouldn't be there now. And maybe I'd never get to, I would never necessarily quit dreaming the dream, but I might not have ever gotten to it if it hadn't been for this. That's, mm-hmm. that's- no, I think that's important that sometimes um, terrible situations how negative they can be and how traumatic they are in your life can be flipped and switched open to a positive situation and allowing those doors. We talked earlier about doors being opened. Um, A door was open for you to be able to step through as hard as it was to write your book, experiencing things all over emotions coming through dealing with that. Um, I know when I wrote mine, it was, I have blocked out everything for the last 16 plus years. I didn't deal with the emotion. I just was surviving. I was in life surviving. And it wasn't until I started writing where the emotions started coming through, reliving the experiences and diving deep and finding out more about the true person I am. And I believe, Patrick, with your writing and what you've done, you're experiencing more of who you really are. And the gifts that you have. Right. Absolutely. And, you know, if there's one point I could make on all that, and you said it already many times in this show, the word choice is in the title of your show. Everything's about choice. Like, and that, that's the key thing I think I've taken from all this. We have the power of choice to choose to do whatever we want. You know, and that was probably the biggest lesson. The choices I was making after she passed to set a positive tone for our family, to follow our dreams, I realized, I didn't even realize at the time that's what it was about. That all kind of came to me later. I mean, I was making the choices, but I didn't realize how important they were exactly or just how much power I had in that area. But 
you know, that's something I'd always emphasize to everyone is realize you have this power. You can make these choices and, you know, you're not going to have forever. So make the ones that are most important to you for sure. Don't let, mm-hmm. don't let them slide by. And Mark, with you and your diagnosis right now, you are making the choice every day. Every and day. Every day. And it's, it's not like you uh-huh. can think, well, what am I going to do today? Today is a gift for you. And how how do you how do you find that strength within to make the choice of getting up, getting going? Because I know that you're in pain all the time. Yeah. Well, you know, pain pain causes depression and Mm-hmm. We got that pain building up and, and uh, these depressing thoughts and feelings and whatnot. But, you know, I've dealt with this since I was 10 years old. And uh, I've learned to overcome fears and, and the pain and the, the depressing. I mean, if I just walked around and, uh, the, the, you know, being depressed and don't feel good, that energy is going to hit somebody else and hurt them. So, I guess it's it's the the tears of a clown is what kind of what it is. It's I I put on a I put on a a good face. I put on a good smile. I I try and appear good, and that's what I want to do. Is I want to go out and and make people happy, not sad. So, dealing with the end of the life. Uh, all I can say is it's it's the process. It's what we're going to live with. We all are going to not get out of here without without passing. So uh, all I can do is is be happy that he's chose me to live this life and all the stuff that I've done, all the good, the people I've helped, uh, the animals that I've uh, trained. You know, it's all part of it's all part of the the history of my life, uh, and I'm just so thankful that I do have a higher power that I can reach to, and He'll take that frown away and put a smile on me, and I, I can keep going. Um, That's I, what I love, Mark, about you is that Mark and I met what three years ago at oh, the yes. Bit show three or four years ago, and I just I randomly, I'm like, hey, do you know anyone who teaches, you know, buoys? I've always water skied, but just freestyled. I'm like, I want I want to learn how to do the rope course, the buoys. And Mark's like, I do. I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> and the relationship began, and I was drawn to him. There's a light around Mark, um, an energy that drew me to him, and he attracts beautiful people with energy and his energy is contagious and the way he has coached people um, as I've watched and listened and learned from him he is not Mark you're not negative no try you're, not. you're very positive about how you say things and the way you compliment people and the way you help them and you hit it on the head when you said, you're there, what you put out will hurt other people. 
about your if you were negative. All you're doing is sending that negative out into the world and hurting other people. And that is a very powerful thought. Right. And listeners, I hope that you think about that. You do have that choice to put on that smile, even when you're in pain, because as Mark said, pain can cause depression. Because it's all, it becomes in your mind. And Mark is a shining example of living today in the now with his attitude. Share with me, Mark, one of your favorite affirmations. I know you did earlier with the peace, love, peace, love, and joy. Oh. What's, a, what's another favorite affirmation that you have? Well, I, you know, I thought I'd read an affirmations from Louise Hay. I thought, you know, she's good. How does she come up with because they hit so good on things, uh, her affirmations. Well, why don't I make my own? And I was going through a uh, battle in the 80s with uh, with the flared up colon, uh, you know, and, and the things just weren't working out. So I made up my own ap- uh, affirmation. And it's, I am ha- happy, healthy, whole, true, loving, thankful, and I have faith in God to be healed. And I've carried that one along with me a long time. That's one I made myself. But I can always go to that and say it. I mean, it's like uh, that one, when you lay down on an operating table or getting a doctor visit or going to visit somebody, say a little affirmation to kind of strengthen your inner power that you're going to bring something. You're going to bring something to out of your head and maybe help somebody else um, with an affirmation. I They're very that. powerful. And, you know, I, I think affirmations are probably the method from the, the, the past to living in the now. Mm-hmm. But prayer is also the go-to guy. I mean, you got to have prayer. You, if, you, yes. if you don't have prayer and, you know, he'll take both of them. He'll take that affirmation and he'll take that prayer and let's lead us on to life. Let's let's be positive and energy and put it out there. And, you know, people are saying to me, but you look good. You, you're doing this and you're doing, I just can't sit down and just quit. I mean, uh, I just got to keep going. And that's, and that's what I love about you, Mark, is that yeah. you just keep going. Listeners. We've talked about goals. We've talked about affirmations. We've talked about living in the now. Remember the affirmation for this week. I am one with my higher self. The breath of life is a gift. So choose now and live. Remember, this world is not for sissies. We are here to experience our own story as we each walk our personal journey. Have an amazing day. And thank you for choosing to be here now. Until next week. This is Karen sending you love and light. Thank you for sharing your time with us. Now or never, the choice is yours can be heard live every Wednesday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We hope you'll join us again soon.